Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we'll look at symbolism used in the passages about the end times. You know, there's a lot of symbolism used in end time passages that can make the study very confusing. Usually, once the meaning of the symbolism is understood, the passages come alive with meaning. We'll look at some of the major symbols and their meaning. What do the waters represent that are found in many end times passages? Well, the waters or seas represent large populations of people throughout Scripture. This is also true when it gets to end time passages. But some passages could even be richer in meaning beyond just this analogy. But let's first look at Revelation 17. Revelation 17.1 Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me, saying, Come here, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters. And he said to me, The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. So in this passage, we are actually told the meaning of the waters in the passage. They are people and multitudes and nations and tongues. The harlot is the false religion of the end times empire, and she sits on all of the people that believe in this false religion. Now let's look at Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64, 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. As fire kindles the brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. In this passage, the water's boiling means the nations will rage. Jesus will come back to fight for Israel, and his presence will make the nations boil with anger against him but they will also tremble at his power. So we see the symbolism used with waters or seas as representing large populations of peoples. In the end times, it typically represents the people that make up the final beast empire. Yet in the following passage, I believe the meaning goes even further. We'll deal with this passage in detail in the future to explain its full meaning. But for now, let's just look at the symbolism of the sea in this passage. Revelation 13.1 and the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. In this passage, Satan is the dragon who is standing on the sand of the seashore. The sand in this passage could represent people, and Satan is standing on the sand, which represents the mass of people under his control. He watches the beast which represents the demonic empire that he inspires, and it comes up out of the sea. This could be the sea of people that make up this empire, but it could also represent the abyss that the beast comes up out of in Revelation 17:8. In this case, the sea would represent the jail cell called the abyss that the beast has been locked up in until he's released in the end time. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks again for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to join us on the web at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to join us as we continue Mining the Truth.